the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is Very Bold Radio and Podcast with your host, Steve Teal, bringing encouragement through God's Word and through inspiring interviews. Go to VeryBold.com for information and updates and email Steve at VeryBold.com. And now here's your host, Steve Teal. Steve Teal, Very Bold Radio and Podcast. I am so excited. We're joined by Mandisa. She has a new book, um, Out of the Dark, My Journey Through the Shadows to Find God's Joy. Mandisa, here's the deal. When I know like I have an interview in a week or two weeks, like I I read the book like kind of before the interview, but this interview just kind of happened, just worked out. Thank you, Jesus, like as of last (laughs) night. So yeah, 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 yeah. So um, I am so happy, but I've only read 64 pages. That's what I got to do this morning. And I love it. Snapshot of it. (laughs) I love it. I love it. So. Yeah, um, I want to remind our our viewers and our listeners about who you are and the blessing that you are and and this book. And I want to first, though, just say, just so you know, in 64 pages, I've already cried twice, Um, just so you know. And uh, the first one, if you're a betting person and you want to bet how many pages did it take, uh, was page eight. And I'll, I'll come back to that. Page eight, pretty early. And then page 46 <laughs> got me too. So, Aww. so Mandisa, um, I just, yeah, let me just tell our people in case they don't know about some of your impact uh, musically and also just you are a minister of the gospel. And mm-hmm. I've seen you do that, um, not just through song, but just watching the anointing of God just fill you up and watch you bless people with your words, your teaching, your preaching. I'm right back there in Austin. It was a couple of years ago that, bam, man, the Holy Spirit just said, nope, I got this. And uh, it's awesome. just beautiful. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. All right. Uh, real quick. Sorry. Mandisa is here, but she's barely said a word yet. 1.6 million records sold. I'm sorry. That's a lot. That's a lot. 1.6 million records. 820 million global career streams. What? News to me. News to you? <laughs> I don't keep track of stuff like that. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's crazy. One platinum, two gold certified Grammy winner. That's insane. I mean, that's pretty cool, too. So much. Uh, Overcomer, um, Good Morning with Toby Mac, Stronger on ABC's Good Morning America. That's crazy. That's cool. Um, and Unfinished, Bleed the Same, and now this book, and also more music coming. Hopefully we get to talk about that, too, because there's a remix coming, I understand. So, yeah, but Out of the Dark, My Journey Through Shadows to Find God's Joy. All right. Can I just tell you page eight? You don't know what page that was. You could probably guess a little bit. Um, Both these things that I cried had to do with music. And um, this one was when you were singing It Is Well With My Soul. 
Um, and I don't remember. That is, I know, and I'm sure you wrote this book uh, a while ago. That was in the hospital room um, or in the hospice care. Hospice. Hospice. Yes. Oh, with Keisha. With Keisha. Yes. yes. And mm-hmm. I just, so you started singing that. And then I believe that uh, she hummed along or. Yeah. So Keisha, um, you know, many people know of my song Overcomer, but Keisha was the inspiration behind it. Um, she was pregnant when she was diagnosed with breast cancer and she was able to deliver her son, Brandon. He'll, how many is he? Eight now, I think. Okay. Um, so he's perfect and healthy, but she only had a year with him before mm. she went on to be with the Lord. And so I did um, a few days before she passed away. I was, I sat by her bed, hospice had been called in and she couldn't really communicate that much. Like she did yeah. lots of moaning. Um, and so her husband, Rihannis said, uh, she likes it when you sing. And so I just started singing it as well. And she would, she did start humming along with me. It's like, even though she wasn't able to communicate with words, you could tell that her deep faith was still very much there and being able to proclaim as you are about to meet Jesus face to face that it is well with my soul was, whew, that's that's powerful and that is so powerful it reminds me of you know that scripture revelation 12 verse 11 says they overcame them by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony and i talk about that scripture a lot with the overcomer but that scripture doesn't end there it continues Mm. to say for they did not love their lives so much as to fear death Mm. and that in the same way that that was written about martyrs i feel like that was Keisha's story too. She she did overcome, not in the way that I wanted here on earth, but right. she did not love her life so much as to fear meeting Jesus face to face. And so that encourages me as I think about our time here is very short. And even when I don't understand, I always know that there is much more of the story to be written. Right. Oh, that's so beautiful. So these these times are crazy, Mandisa. And I, I, I know that through that, um, I mean, talk to us about what happened as a result of her death and your expectation. And I totally understand. Uh, real quick story, and I won't I won't go into details. But uh, the way I was saved was when I, that sounds like a thirty minute talk. Uh, when when I was saved at sixteen years old, the first time God ever spoke to me, I felt like He was telling me to go and pray for a family friend who was dying of cancer. And guess what? I expected he's getting out out of that bed, and that did not yeah. happen. And there's much more to the story, but you know that yeah. was that was a really important thing. But God showed up despite him not answering the prayer the way I yeah. expected it to be answered. So, um, what happened yeah. in your journey? It's so interesting. You know, we want to be men and women of faith and God wants us to ask him and to believe these things. And I really did believe that God was going to heal her. Like I actually had every anticipation of Keisha getting up out of that bed and me to this day, being able to share a stage with her and talk about how God healed her. That's not the way the story ended. And I did not deal with my grief. I did not you know, let God into my disappointment and even my anger mm. at her passing. Um, I just stuffed it down and mm. bit by bit, I started sinking deeper and deeper into that pit of depression, which is so real when you have undealt with grief, yeah. when you're not communicating to God about the things that are breaking your heart, um, that is just breeding ground for the enemy. And that's what happened. And 
for over two years, I just sank deeper and deeper and isolated myself from everyone. And before I knew it, I was in a pit so deep that I couldn't see my way out of it. And so that's really my story of depression. That was that's part of it. I now yeah. understand through writing this book, this has been something that I've struggled with for a long time and continue to, to be honest. Yeah. But I also understand the presence of God and the power of God and how he wants us to deal with those disappointments and not stepping it down, but to actually let him into those broken hearts. So talk to us about well, what, what that looks like. I mean, the stuffing it down first, but then how do you, how do you deal with that? I mean, disappointments still come every day. So how do you yeah. deal with it? Yeah. Well, for me, I've come to understand the power of community and not trying to do it by myself. You know, okay. I'm, I'm single. I live by myself, except for my cute little dog is trying to get my attention right now. But, <laughs> you know, I, it's so easy for me to isolate. And a part of this pandemic the last couple of years has been me isolating, which is sure. so easy to go back to that place. And so I have, I've come to understand community is important and it's not just something that I have to allow to happen. It's something I have to pursue. And so part of my mm. journey out of the dark includes my tribe, my people, um, calling, texting, coming to my house and, you know, trying to lift me out. All of those pleas went ignored until they pretty much had an intervention for me where um, they accosted me at a movie theater parking lot. Um, and they, they sat around me and they said, we love you just as you are, mm. but we love you too much to leave you there. And they forced me to get counseling. That is really what began my journey. It started with my loved ones recognizing that something wasn't right. And that I was in a danger zone and mm. it continues to, I, I'm a big fan of professional counseling. I yeah. think it is something that even us as Christians, you know, in the same way that we go and see a doctor, if there's something physically wrong, there are professionals to help us deal with these mental issues that I think is very difficult to do on our own. And so it's a journey, but it includes having people around me to help lift me out. Yeah. Can you talk to us about, have you run into like the Christian world of just that little strange sort of pushback of, obviously there's that weird thing of, uh, you know, therapist, whatever. Yeah. I mean, just that, whatever. Have you run into that and how have you yeah. dealt with it? Okay. Yeah. I, I hear sometimes, you know, well, all we need is God. That's all we need. You know, the Holy Spirit, he's a great counselor. And that is absolutely true. However, I also believe that God works through these people sure. in the same way that we wouldn't say, all I need is God. I don't need anybody else, no friends or family. Right. I just, I, I read my Bible differently. And when he talks about the body of Christ, yeah. um, we need each other. And so I, I don't believe the, all we need is God. Uh, I, I believe that in a sense, I just also believe that God works through other people and that he calls us to work with other people. And that the moment we're trying to do it ourselves, I think that that's something that the enemy would say. I think what God says is I've surrounded you with the body of Christ because we need each other. I mean, when you look at the Holy yeah. Trinity, they are a community. And you look at, yeah. you know, how man should not live, you know, by ourselves, how right. God created Adam and Eve. Right. He said, it's not good for man to live by themselves. And so I think it is more than just marriage. I say that as a single woman, that I think it means in general, we are called to live life with one another. Yeah, that's really good. Well, talk to us about writing this book. And can you tell us how difficult it was? Because I know it's raw. I know it's vulnerable. Mm -hmm. 
um, it's hard to share some of the things that we go through. And uh, I mean, you shared some really hard stuff. So can you talk to us mm-hmm. just about the process of that? And Yeah, it was very difficult <laughs> process. It was actually yeah. in the middle of the pandemic where I was spending a lot of time alone. And, you know, before we started rolling, um, you prayed for me and you asked me what I could pray for, what you could pray for. And that has been... Um, that's been a journey for me is, you know, the last couple of years have not been easy. And it's so easy for me to, uh, when I go back and I revisit some of these moments that, you know, from childhood, the book talks about, yes, this period, and I call it the deep dark from 2014 to 2016, but Mm. even some things that happened in my childhood, the, the physical abuse and, you know, my parents divorce and just a lot of these difficult things, revisiting those have been very hard, but, one thing that I have come to realize is that when I talk about these things, I hear from people who say, I'm so glad I'm not the only one. And knowing that somebody like you, who I always see smiling and has so much joy, knowing that you um, wrestle with these things too, it makes me feel so not alone. That's what keeps me going and makes me understand how worth it it is to share our stories. Because I think when we try to pretend like we have it all together and everything right. is great, it makes people who are struggling feel like there is something wrong with them. And I want to encourage people, you know, through this yeah. book, there's lots of scripture. And I want to show people in the Bible who wrestled with these things. I've yeah. learned a lot from David, who, let's be honest, he was a hot mess. Like, he made a <laughs> lot of mistakes. Right. But he was a man after God's own heart. And I think that it is because he was honest with God. He let God into his anger, his sorrow. Like when he said, I want you to slay these wicked people. Like, I don't think a lot of us talk to God that way. And so I'm learning to do that and to let him into those dark places because that's how the light starts to shine. So is your prayer life then evolved and developed so that you feel like it's more honest now? Or what what does it look like? Can you kind of let us in? Absolutely. Yeah, you know, it, it includes more than just listing off my my wants and my desires. I do that. I just now understand how important it is to have the Selah moments that we see in so many of the Psalms, like pause and reflect and allow God to speak to me. It My quiet time, I used to say it's not really quiet because I would always be talking, but yeah. now I actually have moments where I'm quiet and I let God speak to me. And it's not, I've never heard the audible voice of God. Yeah. Um, I think it'll sound like James Earl Jones, ultimately, <laughs> I've never sure. actually heard it. <laughs> but I think when we quiet ourselves, different thoughts and different impressions that we receive Um, that is God speaking to us. And also God speaks to us through other people. And so listening has become a bigger part of my prayer life, not just talking, but taking time to listen to God as well. All right. Can you give us, uh, putting you on the spot as usual, can you give us an insight into some of that listening for God's voice when it is the spirit speaking to you, not the audible voice, but where God is giving you encouragement, what does that sound, not sound like, like, so people recognize it, but just Mm -hmm. the tone, the attitude, what is it? Yeah. Sometimes, you know, I I have not done this practice very well as of late, but it's something that I I realize is important, but having a journal and just um, even starting with one minute, you know, after speaking to God, one minute of just being quiet 
And, you know, sometimes different, I can tell different thoughts of maybe the things that I have to do or the things that are on my mind, but sometimes just a random thought will come into my mind. And I think, where did that come from? Or even a random scripture. I may not know yeah. exactly where it is, but that's part of what the Holy Spirit does. When you hide God word, God's word in your heart, when you read scripture, the Holy Spirit is able to bring that back up, but he doesn't have anything to work with. And so you actually put something in there. So right. random scriptures will come to mind and you know, I'll try to look up where that is. And when I read the context of it, yeah. I realize, okay, God is speaking to me through this scripture um, or maybe just a random thought or somebody will pop into my mind that I haven't thought of in yeah. forever. You never know. So I reach out to that person because you never know what God is doing in the story that he's writing. So often we play a role in encouraging other people. And so I just, just honestly, it looks like different thoughts that would come to my mind or yeah. Um, different scriptures that have come to mind. That's often how God speaks to me is through the word of God and just random ideas. Right, right. So sometimes it's random and sometimes it's sitting there and just giving that pause and listening. And then other yeah. times you're you're writing and as you're writing, just you're feeling God speaking to you as well. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. And also I think um, I, I believe in having a quiet time, but I also have come to learn it's not just, okay, well, I've I've checked that off my box and thanks God and go about my day. Yeah. I can think communicating with him throughout the day, um, being practicing gratitude. And when something happens, you know, saying thank you, Jesus. Like even that is communication. That is prayer. Um, yes. Having that set aside time with God, but then also recognizing he's with me all throughout the day. And I always can communicate with him. I think that's been a big part of my prayer life changing for me as well. Yeah, that's good. Talk to me more about, because so many people have experienced isolation during the pandemic. So talk to me more about just how you dealt with it and how God kind of helped you through that, what you've learned. And I know sometimes it's three steps forward, two steps back, but what what's that been yeah. like? Yeah. So when you have somebody who wrestles with depression, isolation can be like the worst thing for for it. So okay. um, part of what I did, you know, at the beginning of the year, even before the pandemic hit, like in January of 2020, I moved um, to an area that's closer to my tribe, if you will, okay. Okay. just because I knew this is important for me to be around my people. And so um, in the pandemic, it was easier for me, you know, bit by bit to see some friends like outdoors and to recognize just sitting by myself is just not good for me. Okay. And then also um, technology has been a blessing for me, you know, at Zoom has yeah. become my best friend because, and FaceTime, because there's something about seeing people and communicating with people that I also reckon I have to do it because when I'm by myself, that's when those thoughts start to kind of start swirling. And it's just, it's so easy for me to isolate. So I have to fight against that by pursuing intimacy with other people. Okay. And I know one thing you did during the pandemic, which I thought was really cool. And I got to sit in on a couple of them was the experiencing God that you mm -hmm. offered through zoom for people. Mm -hmm. And in a time when it would be easy to isolate, it seemed like, you know, uh, one of the things I always go back to is, Mama always said, you know, be a blessing and uh, try to do that. And it seemed like during that time when it would have been so easy just to do your own thing, isolate, you like stepped up and said, okay, well, there's other people that are feeling this and what better thing to do than and you walk them through experiencing God. Which is probably my favorite Bible study of all time, um, experiencing God. And, you know, it's a 12-step it's a session study that 
yeah, we just, we offered for people to go through it with me and a few friends of mine on Zoom. Um, it's great. Being able to study the word together is so important. And it's why at the, in my book, at the end of each chapter, I have these discussion questions yeah. because, and, and it gets into the word of God. I think that it's great to have conversations. I think that it's even greater to be able to study the word with one another. And so that was important for me. I want to be open up discussions about this area of mental health and the body of Christ. And so as people are reading my story, I want them to also look at their story. And so that's why I wanted to put these getting real discussion questions at the end is because I think we should be talking about this. A lot of people are struggling with depression in silence. And so I think being able to discuss some of these things, reading my story, but being able to say, okay, how does this relate to me? And have I ever experienced something like this? And what does the word of God have to say about this? That's probably my favorite part of this book is um, hoping that it will prompt conversations about these issues. Oh, that's great. Well, let me just tell you so far, the book is great. I know the rest of the book is going to be great too. I do love the discussion questions uh, and I was just trying to find a spot in here, but you talk about um, Travis Cottrell and Beth Moore had a big influence on my spiritual life. Name someone who has had a big effect on your spiritual life and what you learned. Um, name a time in your life when you experienced massive spiritual growth. What factors led to this experience? Just And those are just a couple of questions, and there's about five or six each chapter. It looks like so far, really enjoying it. Let me, all right, let me ask you this. Um, in dealing with depression, are there certain like not signs, but things that you see like, oh, here comes the enemy uh, that you yeah. can identify. Like, do you get, does someone get better at identifying that? What, how does that work for you? Yeah. You know, I can speak at it for me. I sure. think in general, um, isolation is a big one when yeah. you're not hearing from somebody. I think that that can kind of be a ding, 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 something's going on. Um, my weight is always involved in it because food is always what I would turn to for comfort. Um, and so I, I recognize that when I'm turning to food more often, when I'm not as active, uh, that's an indicator okay. for me. Um, and just not doing the things that I normally would do, you know, going okay. out and being with friends and uh, worshiping, you know, wanting to read the word of God. When I have less of a desire to do those things, uh, I realize, okay, I'm in the danger zone right now. And so I've also given permission to, I've got a small group of friends. So I really let in on everything. I mean, okay. I'm sharing a lot in his book. Yes, you there are. There is a very small group that know everything. So, okay. Um, I give them permission to kind of call me to task if they recognize these things. Uh, and it's not easy. And in the moment, I don't like it, but I know that I need it. Yeah. And so I, I want to encourage people, even if it's one person, have one person that you can just talk to about everything and that you give permission, even a key to your house, if they haven't you know, seen you in so long. Like these are steps that you can take so that you don't go to those dark places because I just, I think it's such an attack. Um, I think it is the issue, you know, the calls to the suicide prevention line have gone up like 300% in the last two years. Mm. I just think it is such an issue that unless we're talking about it, I think it's going to get worse. And so that's why I want to talk about it and start these discussions. Yeah. What else is on your heart that you just really want to share about you know, in the book or whatever, these discussions, what other things do you want us to know or be talking about? Yeah, it's, it, I don't think I talked about it, talk about it in the book. Maybe I do. I don't remember. <laughs> it's been a while, but right. I have a podcast also called Out of the Dark, oh, yeah. where I, it's me and um, a licensed professional counselor, and we talk about issues of, of mental health 
that relate to the body of Christ. I do think that there is um, there's this mindset of you're less of a Christian or you're, you don't have as much faith if you wrestle with these things. And so we want to address things like medication and suicide and yeah. things that you can do to prevent um, these slips into the dark uh, from a Christian perspective. And so you can find that on um, Access More, wherever you listen to your podcast. That's been an important part of this journey for me, too, is Honestly, we just had to talk about it. And so I'm hoping that podcast will help do that as oh, well. I'm sure. All right. And let me ask you this. Like you, it sounds like you're very fortunate to have that tribe, that really close knit group of friends. When I think about in my own life or other people's lives, like we can get so wrapped up in, hey, I've got stuff I'm dealing with um, that sometimes I'm not always looking outside. Man, I haven't heard from this person in a while. What is it about your group? And it makes my heart hurt for people that don't have that group. Um, Mm -hmm. What is it about your group that sort of works that way? I just, you know, I think it's time. You know, these are people that have been in my life for the last several years. And it's just trust. But I I want to encourage people. You know, we ask God for a lot of things. Um, I think if you don't Mm. have somebody like that, that should be number one on your prayer list. Uh, like ask God for it. That is a, I believe that that is a prayer request. He would delight to answer and don't just ask and then leave it. Like keep your eyes open. Who comes to mind or who maybe is reaching out to say, Hey, you want to grab coffee or who could you ask that? Like I believe that there is an asking God, but then there is actually a walking it out as well. And be on the lookout because God has somebody like that, I believe, for each of us. Right. That's good. Man, those feelings of isolation, they just, it seems like it would be so easy to cave into that, to give into that. Very. And is there, Absolutely. Is there anything else you can tell us just about fighting that off? Or, I mean, I know you've told just us a lot. Just that you have to fight it off. Okay. Like, you have, like, it's not just something that will fall into your lap. You have to pursue it. Okay. And so uh, that can be the hardest thing to do, especially as adults. Like kids, they make friends so easily. When I take Kaya for a walk, every dog that she meets, she's just instant <laughs> friends with. Yeah. It could be a little bit more difficult as an adult to yeah. make friends, but it is so important. It's something that you have to pursue. And often that means being uncomfortable. And I think so often we think, well, I'm not comfortable doing that. And I just say, God hasn't called us to comfort. He's called us to power and effectiveness. And so often mm. the only way that you can achieve that is through being uncomfortable. And so un- embrace the uncomfortability um, because so often that leads to the hope and the joy that you have been missing. And so, yeah, do what's uncomfortable and pursue it. Yeah, that's good. All right. A few other questions, if you can hang on. I've already kept you long. Do you have another interview that you need to hit right now? Yeah. Not right now. I have about two minutes. Ah, okay. All right. <laughs> Three questions in one. Anxiety, anything you can just quickly <laughs> address about people yeah. dealing with anxiety, just that seems on such a rise. Yeah. I mean, that uh, my my issue is more depression, but I have had okay. what I call panic attacks. Yeah. Um, I think one of the tools that I use in situations like that, the word of God, um, there are certain scriptures that. I have hidden in my heart that when I feel like I'm, you know, my heart is racing and maybe I'm starting to breathe a little bit heavier and things are feeling out of control. Um, Philippians 4 verses 6 Mm. through 7, um, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and petition with thanksgiving. That's the key for me. Present your request to God. I think there is something about, yes, presenting your request to God, but not forgetting about the gratitude part of it. And it kind of will change your perspective. And so even just, 
not just reciting that scripture, but praying that scripture mm. and um, doing what it says for me that often will let the, the panic start to subside. But I also want to encourage people, yeah. if this is a regular thing for you, counseling is not a sign of weakness. It is right. actually something that you can do um, to bring healing. Like think of it as a doctor. When you have a physical ailment, you would see a doctor. Right. If this is something that you're battling with, finding a professional can really help you out a lot. Yeah, that's great. Man, man, Disa. All right, we'll leave the other 20 questions undone. We won't even <laughs> talk about page 46 when you sang Amazing Grace, and that, that got me just some sweet tears. But that's there's so many great, beautiful stories in um, Out of the Dark with Mandisa, uh, my journey through the shadows to find God's joy. And as you can see, I still get to read a chunk. And it's just great, <laughs> Mandisa. And I just want to say thank you so much for sharing your heart and just ministering. You're just a minister of the gospel and part of that good news is really helping people to come out of the dark and to talk about these things and to get help and to realize how God really has put us one for another to help each other, mm-hmm. the body of Christ that you talk about, the different gifts that we have. It's just beautiful. And, and we're just really blessed by you. And so thank you so much for making all this time for us. And it's great to talk yeah. with you again. Any any last words of encouragement you want to have for um, people? Well, watching? just for you, I want to encourage you. Like, oh. you know, we, we talk about how different people come into our lives and how we need each other. Every time I've spoken with you, Steve, you've been such an encouragement. And I feel like I leave every interaction feeling built up in the faith. And so thank you for all. Oh my gosh. You are just wonderful. You're beautiful. You're awesome. We love you. And I always come away just blessed. So um, I just really appreciate you. And I know the body of Christ does. And I know Jesus is just so proud of you. And I just love to see you and him together, just killing it and crushing it. So <laughs> thank you for your encouragement. And Mandisa, we love you and we appreciate you. Thank you. God bless. Have a God great day. bless you. You made my day great. It's great. <laughs> you have a great awesome. day too. <laughs> All right. Care. Talk to you next time. <laughs> Bye. Bye, Mandisa. She is amazing. She is amazing. And there's so much more we could talk about. And maybe it's good that I only got to read 64 pages because I'd have so many more questions. But she is wonderful. That's the book, Out of the Dark, My Journey Through Shadows to Find God's Joy. Um, she has new remix of her songs off the album, Out of the Dark. That's coming in just like a week and a half or so. And uh, she's amazing. Gosh, 820 million global career streams. She didn't even know that. 1.6 million records. And uh, she is just really a gift. And I have seen her minister, and it is, it's really powerful to watch her not just sing but to speak. So, Mandisa, I really love that sister in Christ. So I want to remind you, uh, whatever darkness, whatever things you're feeling, whether it's anxiety, just stress, feeling overwhelmed, feeling depressed, feeling discouraged, feeling defeated, that is why Jesus came to this earth. And I want you to know he came – to walk you into the light. And I want you to know that Jesus himself experienced so much of the garbage that we experienced. He is not unable to sympathize with our weaknesses. Thank you, Jesus. Hebrews 4. He is a high priest who sympathizes and understands. I think about the family dysfunction that he went through, his own brothers not believing in him, even Mary seeming to be uncertain of who Jesus, was he doing the right thing at the right time, Um, his own disciples denying him, betraying him, the opposition that he faced, that 
dark moment where he knew he was going to have to not just die on the cross, but feel completely forsaken as he took on the sins of the world for us. And as he asked for God, if there's any way, Father, that this cup could pass from me instead of me drinking it, is there any way possible? And the silence was just really clear that this is the only way. And Jesus, in doing that and being obedient and walking through the darkness for the joy set before him to set us free, to help us overcome, as Mantisa talks about. So whatever you are feeling, I promise you that Jesus has hope for you today. You are a child of God. He loves you. He wants to encourage you. Whatever words you're hearing in your heart and mind, if they're not kind and loving and encouragement, it's not from Jesus. Even if it's your own thoughts that you're battling, you've got to weed those out, and we want to hear what Jesus says about you. And I promise you, this is what he's saying. I love you. I am with you. I am for you. I'm walking with you through it all. And I will use it all for your good. And I know today it doesn't feel like it's good, but Jesus is working it out for your good, and he will not abandon you. He is with you. So I want to close with that thought and just remember what the Apostle Paul wrote as you're dealing with that. Or maybe you've come through that. You can email me, steve at verybold.com, and share with me what you've been through. But I want you to think in terms of maybe that time that you did come through something difficult. Can you think of that? Can you think of a hard time where you you faced something? Maybe you felt depressed. Maybe you were depressed. Maybe you were defeated, discouraged. And yet here you are today and Jesus has walked you through it. Or maybe you just feel like you're right in the middle of it. You can't even do it. I want to invite you what Mandisa said to present your request to God. Jesus, I need your help. But to do it with thanksgiving. So today we'll just sign off with that that we're going to present our request, our petitions, our concerns, our thoughts to Jesus. Jesus, I need your help, but we're going to thank him. So thank you, Jesus. I know that you care even if I don't feel that you care. I know that you love me even if I don't feel that you love me. I know. I do know, and I'm going to trust. So I thank you, Jesus. You're going to bring an answer. I thank you, Jesus. You are with me whether I feel it or not. I thank you, Jesus, that you love me whether I feel it or not. I thank you, Jesus. Can you say thank you with me today? Can you say that? If you can't, I'm saying it for you. Thank you, Jesus. He loves you so much. So I just want to invite you and and just know that he loves you. I'm Steve Teal. This is Very Bold Radio and Podcast, and that's my hope, and that's why I'm very bold. Very Bold Radio and Podcast with your host, Steve Teal, bringing encouragement through God's Word and through inspiring interviews. Go to VeryBold.com for information and updates and email Steve at VeryBold.com. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.